Reggie, the real critic, Ponder, joins us every Friday as our senior film correspondent to tell us who won and who lost at the box office and what we can expect when we leave the house to go to the movies this weekend. Reggie, hello. Happy award season. What's ha- up? Ha- happy, happy award season. Question. Yes. How many of the the Oscar-nominated films have you seen? Like for Best Picture? Yeah, Best Picture. The nominees are Ford versus Ferrari, which I have not seen. The Irishman, which is, uh, I haven't had that time to it, see it. Yeah, I don't know if anybody had time yeah. to see <laughs> to it. To break that it, up in it, chunks it's throughout like, the weekend. Like four hours and 77 minutes. But I guess I've only seen two of the Best Picture nominees wow. with one coming up. I've seen Joker and uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, I would love to. I think we're going to watch Parasite this weekend. Uh, oh, I can't! I can't wait to talk to you about Parasite. I know, so, I'm so like when you see Parasite, can I call you on Monday? Yes. Okay. I I I just want to see what you have to say about that. Yeah. So I've seen, I, I saw all the films that are nominated for for Best Picture. Yeah. I saw all the films that are for Best Actor, but there are three films that I have not watched yet and uh, I'm trying to get to. One of them is the uh, Les Miserables oh. because that is actually done by a black person, a French black person. Oh, and uh, I am very interested in seeing that. I have it at home. I just have not gotten to that. I have not seen Judy yet. I'd love to see Judy. Uh, so uh, I need Renee to check, check that one out. And then there's another one. I just It's, it's slipping my, my, my mind. So, so uh, there's I got it. I got to get caught up. We got yeah. a week. I do have a week, and I think that I can't. One, two, three. I think I can probably get everything but 1917. Okay. In. No, do 1917 instead of the Irishman. No, no, no. Well, nah. I mean, I, those are the ones I, I have like access to at my house. I don't know if I have time oh. to leave the house this okay. week. Okay. It's, right. it's Black Friday week. I got you. That being said, Marriage Story feels like a bummer to me. Like, I don't want to be like all caught up in in this it, relationship it is. and then i have it to is, but it's so interesting <laughs> as to how all these outside forces pl- impact it's just between you and me we're we we're the, the story really is about we're married and we're trying to figure out how we're going to get divorced and we're saying let's do it amicably let's Let's not have lawyers. Let's not go into all that. But our friends, our family, then lawyers come into play, and mm. it complicates it so much. It, it is so it's so well done. A uh, Laura Dern uh, plays one of the lawyers in that, and she I is love Laura Dern. she is really good. She's also in uh, a Marriage Story as she plays the mother in uh, not Marriage Story, excuse me, in Little Women. She plays the mother in Little Women, so she is uh, she is oh, fantastic I mean. uh, throughout. Because I think that she embodies these characters in a way that makes you really identify. And she's a hoot in in Marriage Story. So uh, that's that. But before we get into all the movies, just one really quick. Uh, it ain't even a critic for a minute. It's like a shout out. All right. Look, <laughs> my niece Aja Steele just became a doctor. Congratulations, so, Doctor Steele. So she has her diploma. She put it out there on. Facebook and and is saying, hey y'all, here's my diploma. So that's my girl. I'm going down to her graduation in um, in Miami. And if I don't come back, Jill, love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> love you, girl. You know what? Let's. I, I love seeing black people in white coats. Let's do this, girl. I love. Uh, I love that kind of news. Thank you for that, Reggie. It is 9:42 on the morning and powered by Vocalo. Reggie, the real critic, ponder here with me, Jill Hopkins. Let's talk box office. Question for you. 
when it's awards season and uh, there's so many like, you know, <laughs> big movies for people to see, but it's like at a weird time where some of the movies are available to like watch at home, but some of them aren't. Do people go to the movies more now? Like it's winter time. Do people do the thing so that they're all caught up when the award shows happen? There, there are a lot of people who go to try to see the, the movies that are nominated. But, you know, there's for years there's been a lot of backlash about that the Oscars, the movies that are nominated, really don't represent the popular films. Yeah. So that the us critics, we're a little bit snobbish, and the types of films that we pick are not the types of films that people really enjoy. So when you get a movie like a Black Panther that comes out and people says, oh my goodness, it actually got some nominations, that's monumental because we like these other movies, but these other films, people think, ah, they didn't act that well in them. They, they, it didn't take a real thespian to do that. When it really does, it's just a different type of film. A lot of times we get these films where maybe somebody had to transform themselves or whatever. So my, that, that's the long answer to the short answer is that I think that some people will go out and see the, the Oscar-nominated films, but then there are a lot of people who really don't care. And, it, and you know that's true because the Oscar ratings are never all that, all that great. Yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, the, the movies that people are seeing. Uh, they said it right in the title. It's not Bad Boys for like oh, a week geez. or two. It's Bad Boys for Life. You, you, are, <laughs> you are absolutely killing me. It is, yeah. it is Bad Boys for Life, and they're killing me. So we're getting I, another one, you know. I, you told me this, and 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 I'm not I'm not on board for this one. It, I'm like bad boys for now. <laughs> bad boys for like just a little bit. I, I do not want to see uh, 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 Martin Lawrence who can't run be like, oh, Will. <laughs> oh, come on. Let's let's go and catch these bad guys. Oh, I, I Martin's just, been through it, man. I don't want I don't want to see that. I just it, it, I just don't want to see that. But Aww. anyway, it, it it was number 1 for the second week, week in a row. Made another 34 million dollars. Right now, domestically, this one has made 120 million dollars. And then of course, we need to see and it only costs uh, 90 million to make. So then the question is, what has this film done uh, overseas? It's done another 90 Seven million overseas, so a, a, a decent showing. But what I will tell you is that Will Smith's films haven't really been blockbuster. Mm. This film it costs ninety, so you would hope that it makes three hundred million because then it really makes its money back from the advertising and all the other stuff. It splits the proceeds with the with the studio. So good numbers. They can brag that they're number number one at the box office. I'm just like, oh no, not bad boys for life. <laughs> Um, number uh, two is 1917. Yeah. This film is good. I, it's just not, uh, to me, an Oscar-worthy film other than for cinematography. Yeah, I was going to say the trailer was just like, wow, look at this camera work. Which which people are talking about. I, I get it. I, I It just doesn't rise for me to be best picture uh, of the year. Mm -hmm. Number three is Doolittle, which I have not seen. Uh, this is, by all accounts, a flop because the amount of money that it costs to, to, to make this, we talked about this a little earlier, it... it I, I can't remember, um, man, what was the budget? The budget was $175 million for oh, this. Dang. So when you look at where they are right now, they, they made another uh, $12 million, but they only have grossed $44 million. 
So that that's not really good. That's not great for um, them. Number four is the gentleman, which I didn't see because I was hanging out in L.A. And I, I must say to you that hanging out in L.A. was much, much fun. <laughs> so so I didn't get to see that. And then number four is Jumanji, the next level. And there will be another level. Yeah. I think it's going to be level four. It's going to be level so up. It's going to be le- uh, uh, the, the next, next level. Yeah. But there's going to be another one. And uh, this one has made domestically uh, $283 million. And when you look at its international numbers, it's made another $454 million. So uh, that's the real big news at the the box office. And uh, it's it's exciting. Hey, there is a a new movie out uh, that, you know, when I first heard about it, I was like, yeah, finally somebody's giving bass players and drummers the attention they deserve. But no. That's hilarious. The rhythm section is different. I lost my family three years ago. It wasn't an accident. There was a bomb on that plane. I need your help to find the ones who did this. I've got nothing to lose. What about your life? What about it? Stephanie Patrick veers down a path of self-destruction after a tragic plane crash kills her family. When Stephanie discovers it wasn't an accident, she embarks on a bloody quest for revenge to punish those responsible. Reed Morano's The Rhythm Section is uh, out now. It opens today. And uh, I want to hear what Reggie the Real Critic thinks about the whole thing. Uh, Reggie, you know, these sorts of like terror, uh, revenge plots are always so tense. They, they, they are so tense. tense. I, I, I must say that I was a little bit like you. I thought this was like Quest Love and the Roots yeah, or something like that. Yeah, maybe some Donald Duck the, done. When they said the rhythm <laughs> section. So I wasn't really sure what this was going to be about. Uh, this is a dark and, and, a, and a very tense film. And so uh, Blake Lively plays this daughter who basically was strung out because she couldn't handle what happened to her family. And then Jude Law, who plays uh, the guy who ends up teaching her everything, uh, she learns in some kind of way that, wow, it wasn't, the plane crash wasn't an accident that killed, that killed my family. Mm-hmm. That somebody did that on purpose. And she goes on this journey mm-hmm. to try to find these people and to try to get revenge. But, but mind, mind you, she has no training. She, she's, she's a lady. She, right. She's not a killer. She, so, so what I like about this movie is it actually doesn't make her this superhero right away. And in fact, she's never becomes that superhero. She bumbles along and stumbles into being able to kind of get some semblance of I can do this. But she's not this superhero just magically and they show her journey in terms of learning more about what happened to her family also learning more about how to fight defend herself uh surveillance and all that other type of stuff and it is very interesting and some of it is is actually hard to watch because Mm. uh just in terms of how emaciated she is and and oh she's unrecognizable she she is absolutely unrecognizable in this film i think she does a really good job in acting in this and this kept my attention uh, all the way through and i I think the writing in this as well because I, i think they paid attention to some detail so you didn't 
So even when you jump to the next scene, you kind of, you not kind of, you understood why this happened and what was going on. Sterling K. Brown is in this as I well. I love him. And he puts in a really good performance. And there are some twists and turns in this as well. So right. Sterling kind of plays this thing kind of straight. He plays it almost even a little bit mysterious, if you will. Um, you try to, what, what's his story? What's his game? Hmm. Because he's an information broker. And he's brokering information. But you know these people broker information to good people, bad people, not so good people. So where does he stand on the spectrum of, of all this? And uh, we get to find out as this whole story unravels. So I'm giving this one a, a solid three. And I'm, I'm saying that people should go check this out. If you're not going to check out any of the Oscar uh, mm -hmm. films that are out there, then check this one out. All right. The, the rhythm section in theaters now. Go see it, says Reggie, the real critic ponder. I'm Jill Hopkins. It's 9.51 on the morning amp, powered by Vocalo. Uh, last weekend, last Sunday, the entire sports world and beyond reeled at the news that Kobe Bryant passed away at the age of 41. Uh, he and his daughter Gigi and their friends, uh, who are all on their way to, a, to the girls' basketball game, uh, died in a helicopter crash in Calabasas, California. It was on the same day as the Grammys, but uh, Hollywood being as it is, uh, you know, Kobe had his, his fingers in a lot of pies there. He wasn't just an athlete. He wasn't just a philanthropist. He wasn't just a coach. He's also an Oscar-winning filmmaker. When he won the Grammy, people uh, were very happy for him because this film, this short film called Dear Basketball, touched a lot of hearts. Here's a snippet from Kobe's Oscar speech, and uh, after that, we'll talk to Reggie about the, the impact that Los Angeles and Hollywood and the movie world is feeling by the loss of Kobe Bryant. It's a message for all of us. Whatever form your dream may take, uh, it's through passion and perseverance that the impossible is possible. Well, I don't know if it's possible. I mean, as basketball players, we're really supposed to shut up and dribble, but I'm glad, I'm glad we do a little bit more than that. Um, thank you, Academy, for this amazing honor. Thank you, John Williams, for such a wonderful piece of music. Thank you, uh, Verizon, for believing in the film. Thank you, Molly Carter. Without you, we wouldn't be here. And to my wife, Vanessa, our daughters, Natalia, Gianna, and Bianca, te amo con tutto il mio cuore. You are my inspiration. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. We heard a snippet of Kobe Bryant's Oscar speech from his win last year for Dear Basketball. Uh, that, mo that film, a love letter to the sport that carried him through his life and uh, that he was passing on to his daughter, uh, the love of the sport, the love of the game, as Mike, uh, Michael Jordan famously said, can get you through a lot. Uh, you were in Los Angeles on Saturday. You... I, was, I was there on Saturday and it was very, very foggy. They actually told us as we were taking off that we wouldn't be able to see outside our windows. Uh, so, uh, and we didn't, I couldn't. I actually tried to see some of the lights of the city as we were pulling away. So this thing is, is extremely tragic. To your point, uh, I want to make three points. One is that it is a love letter to basketball. Um, and before I really talk about Kobe as it relates to that, I, I do want to acknowledge all of the people who were on that mm -hmm. flight. Is that there were mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, ball players, and and uh, she had three of her teammates. Gianna had uh, two of her teammates along with her. So uh, hopefully everybody will keep those families in, in prayer. And I really like what uh, the Mama Foundation is doing in terms of 
uh, accepting donations to help the other families. Uh, so for people who might want to, to go to the Mamba Foundation and do that. The second thing is that as a love letter to basketball, this really is a much watch for Kobe fans. So if you have not seen this short film, go check it out. You will cry, but you will feel even more connected, I think, for, for Kobe fans. Kobe wasn't my guy. My guy is a different Laker, which is uh, Magic Johnson. That's my guy. But Kobe uh, transcended uh, some of the things that when people say that's not my guy, we, he still was respected and revered and thought of really well. I, I want to say something what he says at the end of his, at the end of his film. Uh, uh, excuse me, Dear Basketball. He says, we both know no matter what I'll do next, I'll always be that kid with the rolled up socks, garbage can in the corner, five seconds on the clock, ball in my hands, five, four, three, two, one, and then it, fade, it goes off to fade. I'd like to think that that ball had become his children and that he was mm. holding Gianna in his hands uh, at the end. That's what I'd like to think. Yeah. So. Uh, there's a, a trending topic uh, across socials right now uh, that I think you would probably relate to very much. It's hashtag, hashtag girl dad. Hashtag and, girl dad. And we're talking about, uh, you know, Kobe's love for his daughters. Uh, and a lot of men, a lot of fathers are really identifying with that I, very, I, very much. It, and so, so much so. And so the, the, the last point that I want to make about this is that is what a, a great transition with Matthew Cherry mm. uh, with Hair Love yeah. because it really is about a father and a daughter. So we get Kobe to have won, the, to be the first professional athlete to have won an Oscar, and now we have Matthew A. Cherry who is up for a nomination yes. for Best Animated Film. And this film is an homage to fathers. It is a, a, a tip your hat to uh, black culture and, 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 and hair. So, um, man, uh, I, I don't know what more to say, but I, I really do hope that people go see Dear Basketball mm -hmm. as well as go and check out uh, Matthew Cherry's Hair Love, and you can see both of them out on uh, the interweb. Oh, what is that what they call it? Yeah, oh. the interweb. It's <laughs> Al Gore's interweb. Thank you so much, Reggie Ponder, for uh, joining us as you do every week and for uh, reminding us that there's there's things out there worth loving besides movies, basketball, your friends, your family, all yeah, of that stuff. For sure. So uh, my last shout-out would be, hi, Carrie, hi, Bobby, hi, Donna. Hi, Ponder Women. We love you. Reggie, how can people find you online? You can follow me on Twitter at The Real Critic. That's R-E-E-L. Also on Instagram at R-E-E-L Critic. You can also follow me on my, at my website at reggieponder.com and then I have a podcast out there as well The Real Critic so check me out come yeah, get, get with it check out All Reggie right. okay Reggie go Reggie